All right, here we go. The next episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well. Staying safe, staying healthy out there. The vast majority of the country right now is under this oppressive heat wave. And so I hope you're staying hydrated, staying in the air as much as possible, staying out of the sun, out of that heat. Uh, Plenty of water, plenty of liquids there, hydration. And uh, not getting too overheated when you're out there and about. I mean, it is oppressive, impressive, oppressive heat wave that we are currently experiencing. So Sunday marked the end of the 2023 Iowa State Fair. And it's it's just, I've always kind of, well, not always, recently, probably, more than likely, um, you know, just had this really kind of mixed feelings about it. I was going to try to look it up, and I didn't get a chance to of what number this is. This it's interesting because it's, it has been around for quite a few years, and uh, originally it was in Fairfield, Iowa, of of course, of all places in Fairfield. And then um, a few years later, it's it was moved to Des Moines, and then ever since it's been into in Des Moines, and they've got a uh, quite a bit of land over there, uh, over here on the east side that they um, own and and. Um, Occupy. That's what I was looking for. Occupy there, and so it, it, there is definitely a historic value to that, and just a lot of history there. And then also, um, you know, personally, you know, I've been able to see it from several different angles uh, over the years, from my younger younger ages. Um, you know, mid-teens working there, working for the maintenance team, you know, being employed by, by the state fair themselves, um, you know, having the opportunity to work there every day on the maintenance team and, and you know, working in the barns and, and mowing during the summer. And I can maybe get into other stories later and then other special events throughout the year. So I just had a chance to um, spend a lot of time behind the scenes. I mean, there wasn't much that we didn't have access to and then there wasn't then you probably knew somebody who did that you worked with that could get access so you know you got to see a lot of the uh, inner workings of it and, and did a lot of the prep work and everything like that so it was always a neat experience um, every day working there and and just you know understanding to beginning the inner um, for me personally the inner workings and understandings of you know what it meant to take care of somebody and perks and things that went along with you know that that job and and uh, you know sampling foods and uh, things like that and people bringing things to the to the maintenance team and the building there and and that group um, and you know just getting you know hats and from the vendors and things like that or the, or the exhibitors and and um, for me personally, that was, you know, I enjoyed collecting hats. So that was one of the things that, um, you know, they would be giving to us as, as part of the things that we would do for them and help them out any way that we could 
um, especially when it's raining and, and making sure there's plenty of rock and that their um, areas don't get muddy and things like that. But anyway, getting too far in the weeds on that one. But, you know, so from that standpoint, then also from, from a visitor or a guest standpoint, over many more years of visiting it, and then also from the, the angle of uh, an exhibitor working for a company that we would, a um, couple of years, we would have an exhibit there. So, you know, working that and getting that angle from it and then participating in that program and, and, and doing all that. And then also as a parent of a, of an, ex, of a 4-H exhibitor, my, you know, my daughter uh, would put in um, exhibits for the county fair and then uh, one year she made it up to the state fair level. So, you know, being a parent and supporting a, a child as they are going through that process of, of getting everything put together and then uh, putting their project together and then, they said, winning at the state uh, county level and then moving on to the state level and, you know, having some success there. So being able to see that and then some of the judging things, you, know, you can kind of see where that interest and that um, fondness for it comes from. But I also know that, too, that sometimes it's becoming, it has become more commercialized, right? I mean, it's, it's you know, a lot about just the, the money and, um, you know, ticket prices and parking prices and then um, food prices and, and everything else. And so, you know, the, the original kind of, I guess the original, obviously, point of it was to display the agriculture which is huge in this state right i mean it's a it's an understatement how influential that that we are because we are pretty much primarily an egg state um and so it's kind of that you know desire at that originally to put on that dis- display of our agricultural prowess um and just kind of celebrate that on at an annual basis uh and also then you know growing into the the exhibitors with the again the 4-H FFA open classes things like that you know all type of competition from pictures and art and and um, clothing and um, food items all you know to livestock and, and and many other things so there's just so many things in their vegetable production and and fruits and things like that and, and so you know so many exhibitors so many exhibits i guess i should say or so many entries that's the real true word there entries so many entries that are involved in that every year and so you know there still is that connection to that obviously um but also you know i thought about this the other day you you know you want to talk about competition for um traveling sports teams i think those that uh traveling or that the um, show circuit is is definitely something out there. I mean, I've seen some stuff, um, and I've kind of been out of it for quite a few years, but, um, you know, I've seen some stuff the other day equipment-wise that just blows my mind, That and the, so the cost that's involved in that is just outrageous. So for somebody to jump into wanting to um, exhibit livestock, I mean, it, it is a huge investment in it, um, especially if you're, you know, wanting to be competitive. Now, the flip side of it is, though, that realistically, the the idea is the the competition and you know keeping of the records and working with the animals and you know all those things. There, that's the I think the true meaning and the priority of it. But um, it's just become so competitive, and it's been that way for quite a few years. Where 
parents are dumping thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into these animals and then have all that equipment on top of it. So that kind of gets away from the true spirit of, you know, pulling a calf or, or pulling a, um, a lamb or pulling, um, a pig out of the herd out of your herd and the best of, of that group and putting it on display no they're going to go out somewhere and spend 15 20 30,000 on an animal and then you know bring it home put it in an air-conditioned building um, feed it specialty feed and um, you know like I said keep it away from the elements you know the majority of the year and only letting it out of the building at certain hours and and you know, paying a sh- uh, show jock to come in and trim it up, and, and all the um, equipment that's needed for for that, and grooming, and, and um, all the the time, and then also paying the jock to do that type of the, the trimming for you, and all that stuff. I mean, it's just never ending. I mean, it, it, it. I'm guessing that you know, you're talking fifty to maybe sixty-five, seventy thousand, maybe, and an initial investment, all that stuff. Plus, like I said. You know, on top of that, that every year that you, you know, if you purchase a new animal, so it's just really become, you know, um, away from, I think some of that really celebrating those people right there that are, you know, their own on the farm animals that they're bringing into the fair. And then you get into the whole world of then, you know, that they were using, um, illegal drugs or, um, I mean, drugs by just, you know, um, some type of medication that's helping that animal grow or some kind of a steroid or something like that. And then, you know, all these other things. So it just becomes so competitive and there's, you know, people resulting in, you know, into cheating. And, and so that was an issue quite a few years ago and maybe it still is today, but you don't hear the news about it as much. So it's really pulled away. From, that's the type of things that kind of gets you discouraged from it and kind of you know, you shy away from it because again, you know, it's, it's not necessarily an animal. Okay. You go through that barn and you pick out a heifer, you know, or a bull or an old cow or an older cow. And what I mean is just a, you know, a, a one or two year old cow that's already, you know, already had a calf or two or three year old, I'm sorry. So, you know, it's necessarily something or a bull that you can pull out of that barn and, and how's it going to do if you put them out there on the pasture is that bull going to turn to crap is it going to melt is he you know is it going to just be uh, a disaster when he comes out and then you got to spend a lot of money and feed to get him back into condition again you know so yeah he might look great in the show ring but if you put him out there in the pasture he's actually going to do the work and same thing with that heifer is she going to be able to raise a calf is she going to be able to um, do well in that calving process right man she looks good in the show ring but you get her out there in the real world and she, you know, she falls apart. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And just like you know, you've seen that the, the, you know, the uh, looking at the, one of the the grand champion reserve grand champion heifers, man, just wasn't really impressed. I mean, they're just big. They were big, kind of um, almost um, sloppy type animals, and same thing, kind of with. The steer, I guess, and yeah, those are going to go um, into the 
you know, ideally they're going to go in the finishing lot and then go on into there. So how are they going to score? You know, what's their, what's their, you know, carcass going to look like once you've um, harvested that animal, right? You you know, you rent it, that animal through the process of processing and what's it, you know, going to look like. And so those are the type of things I don't think necessarily get into consideration. So it's always seems like it's a beauty contest when it comes to those. And to me, that kind of gets away from that working animal type situation, right? Um, you know, it doesn't make sense that you're going to spend all that money on that show calf, bring him out of Oklahoma or Texas or anywhere else, um, and just to have him do well on the circuit. But it has nothing to do really with production, right? It hasn't anything really to do with production. And, you, you know, are you if you did sell that, you know, to a packing house, how are you going to come out ahead of it? Uh, are you going to have any profit in it, right? Are you going to have any profit in the animal? Is the meat going to be any good? And so to me, I think that's where I would like to see the fair kind of get back to that, just, you know, display of and the county level also I guess is that display of animals that are that are born here that were bred here that are born here raised here right um, and if that means that that you know a, a kid's got to go out and buy a, you know, buy a cow or a heifer and and rent a bull or artificial inseminate that I don't think there's anything wrong with that nothing wrong with using artificial insemination in that case um but at least, you know, you own that cow or that heifer, you, right? And then you picked out the genetics that you wanted. And, and again, not in the show stock world or seed stock world, um, but all the, you know, that production, that production bull, right? The bull's got good numbers um, and he's got a good track record. I think that the, those information, that data should come into play, Right. And you're saying, well, you know, A, maybe you don't care, or B, it's going to be convoluted. But I think that's, to me, the true meaning and the true opportunity to celebrate the greatness of our state and the animals that are here. And same thing with the lambs and the, the, the hogs and, you know, any other animal that it's, that's shown there, right? So that really would really showcase who we are and, and where we're at within the state. Well, that's kind of my synopsis of it, but I guess it's over now for 360 some odd or 50 some odd days now until the next one. But I don't know. This is maybe a pipe dream, some craziness, but just something to think about for going forward in all state fairs and county fairs throughout the whole country is to really get back to you know putting some restraints getting back to the roots of livestock and the industry putting some restraints on the show industry making it more about the youth about the animal uh, selection process uh, raising it and not just being able to, to afford the best one and spend a lot of money on it just so you can say that you want Again, I hope you're doing well. Stay safe. Stay healthy out there. Stay cool. Stay hydrated. And until next time.